0: Hi, everyone, we're Lana Mercedes and we are the Onion Peelers. We are also the proud owners of The Breathing Space, a growing community of Ashtanga Vinyasa practitioners and spiritual seekers located in the heart of Amsterdam. To find out more about our online and studio offerings and trainings, check us out at www.thebreathingspace.nl.
1: I wonder how this is going to work out.
0: Yeah, you mean the cat, uh, the small kitten that is playing with my ankle bracelet? (gasps) Oh, Oh, with his needle claws! He's got very sharp claws. (laughs) Hi, everyone.
1: Sorry about that. Um, I recently got two cats, pretty much simultaneously. This one is a kitten, and he's very, very naughty.
0: Yes, (laughs) and very very entertaining. So.
1: We apologize in advance if there's any weird shouts and noises and scratches.
0: Yeah. Well, today we thought we would have a little chat about the impact of our breath on the subtle body.
1: Yes. So are you ready to peel this onion of the onion of the onion
0: of the onion? (laughs) As I just made a giant yawn. I'm I mean, I'm slightly ready. <laughs> I'm curious about this onion. I'm curious about peeling this onion. How about that? Great. I'll take that.
1: Yeah. Let's do it.
0: Yeah, so in our last episode we
1: were just kind of like talking about the breath in general and um how it's really the gateway into the more subtle parts of our beans
0: did the cat get your forehead
1: yeah <laughs> the cat gets me everywhere if you look at my calves, yeah i've got lots of scratches you cannot get to my subtle body though. <laughs> or maybe yes because he makes me so happy mm-hmm. he's definitely getting at your bliss body <laughs> all right so maybe we should start by just very briefly introducing the subtle body or what we mean with the subtle body, which, by the way, you guys, if you're interested in this, just go back a few episodes and we have two really nice uh, episodes on, on the subtle anatomy. Yeah. One on the koshas, which are the layers, and the other one, which are the chakras, which are the energy centers. Yes. So, yeah, when we talk about the subtle body, we're talking about everything that we do not see but hopefully we learn to feel and get in touch with yeah we all have this subtle body yeah some of us maybe have forgotten or lost touch with it but it's
0: definitely there yeah i think it's yeah it's like the next step in practice right once you get kind of once you sink your claws into the really gross aspects of practice like the things that you can really feel, then it's fun to dive into this part of you that is already being worked upon in the practice, but uh, then to become aware of it is always a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, it's funny. It's like uh, we haven't published it yet, but it's like when we were discussing about the bandas and how it's... It's not about finding a new thing. It's about realizing the thing that has always been there. Yeah, yeah. And this relationship with the subtle body is definitely one of those.
0: Yeah, because I think specifically in particular when we talk about the breath and subtle body, we often think of then the second layer right of us, the second kosha, which is also called the breath body, mm-hmm. um, which is, yeah really thought of as what our energetic body but of course our breath has influence on more than just that
1: okay let me ask you something
0: please ask me
1: something if you look back
0: Mm -hmm.
1: okay and when you started practicing okay i have no recollection of this but okay yeah
0: well or at least some moments
1: or something yeah yeah um is there like a specific moment that you can recall where you felt definitely something deeper than just, I don't know, your hamstrings in a down dog? Oh yeah. Like it was a shift or was it kind of like a gradual process?
0: I think it was maybe like things were happening in tandem at the same time. Like I think, Uh, I mean, I think of one specific moment just stands out in my mind because, but I think, but I know before that, I also had a lot of experiences of like feeling things that uh, were beyond just physical sensation. But the one... (laughs) The one thing that I really remember is I was um, taking a class, and I actually I think it was in um, I think it was the Friday intermediate class that Peg Mallqueen used to teach. Uh, that I <laughs> was taking, I was I think it was in that class, and I can't remember what we were doing, but uh, I remember going into we were going through a, a sequence, and then all of a sudden we were in Warrior Two. And um, I just remember feeling this like the only way I can describe it was as if all of a sudden the sky was in my body.
1: Wow, that sounds awesome.
0: It was crazy. It was the mm. only way I can describe it. It felt like like the most beautiful, blue, clear sky. Yeah, just kind of opened itself in the center of my body from my, from like my, around my pelvis up to my heart space. And I remember just feeling like, um, so, I don't know, I can't even describe the feeling of it. It was like, wow, what? What is this This openness inside of myself? That's beautiful. Yeah. That's really beautiful. Yeah, it was like I tapped into this...
1: Wealth of... Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting because I think we definitely have glimpses of this. Um, Not just in our yoga practice, but also, well, maybe not the daily life, but also in our... Yeah, daily. Yeah, in our daily lives, yeah. and um, but then it's like through practice, you kind of get yeah more in tune with this with this aspect. Yeah, like I remember, I remember. I mean, I had no idea what yoga was or what it was for, but I I remember when I was working at supper club, one of my colleagues at the time, uh, Yasha. She was like, oh, come to come to do yoga with me. I was like, oh, cool. And it wasn't, it wasn't the first time that I was taking a yoga class, but probably like the third time or something like that. And I just remember at the end of class, and it wasn't even like a particular spiritual class or anything. It was actually a bikram class.
0: Oh my gosh. <laughs> but
1: um at the end of practice, I had such a sense of clarity. Mm. and just kind of like this peaceful feeling
0: Mm.
1: and okay in the beginning you kind of think oh well I just had a great workout and I sweated so of course you have that kind of nice feeling but I remember that evening this is many years ago um, we went to a club (laughs) like of course you know those were the early days and and you know it's not like I was a saint I mean you know you go to a club, you wanna have a cocktail or whatever. And I just remember being in this club, which was very popular at the time. It was called Jimmy Woo. And I was like, I can I cannot drink anything with alcohol. Like mm-hmm. it just it just felt so wrong. It's like yeah. I was like, I can't do it. And I remember I was just like drinking probably, I don't know, my Pepsi or whatever, Coca-Cola all evening because I don't know. It just felt like the wrong thing to do. Like I was in a very clean space. And I've never had that before. Um, So it's interesting. I always remember that. It's like, no. So, um, yeah, I guess I was definitely, I don't know, shifting things inside.
0: Yeah. I think, too, I've had, and that's funny, it's always those moments, you know, every time every time you practice this stuff is going on and shifting and it's the question of are we paying attention Mm -hmm. and um i feel like yeah like the thing that i said my experience of that one time we always remember the things that are more intense let's say or that have um more of a I don't know, for for me, I remember that so vividly because it, it had such a crazy visual visualization that went with it. Yeah. So it really stands out. Or, yeah, something that is different or interrupting, like, the normal schedule, let's say. Like, okay, we're going to a bar, and normally I have a drink, and yeah. right now I'm not. Yeah. So I feel like also outside of those moments where we really remember that, we're having these little moments all of the time when we're practicing. And sometimes we just have too much other stuff in the way that we're not paying attention or we're too distracted that we don't, or I I don't know. I I don't even know that it's that. I think sometimes the the things are just so subtle and nuanced that even if we are paying attention, they, they are, they're little things that aren't earth shattering, but they're, but they're constantly there. I don't know, like when I I sometimes, or they're there or they're not there. When I, uh, in Padmasana and Utpluthi, like those are postures when I really feel, (laughs) like I really feel prana in my body those last postures and it's not that i don't feel it in other postures but those are the ones that are really like i i can really tap into what my breath is doing and how that's working into my subtle body like the at that point at the end of practice it's like now everything is so concentrated and to use your <laughs> word from last time, juicy, that it's it's almost impossible not, not to not feel it. Do it. I
1: agree, but I think also what you were saying before with um that sometimes we don't have like the attention, we, we just don't pay attention to these subtle workings yeah. because they are always there. Yes, but also we need to be open and kind of yeah how to word this cuz it's not like we're doing anything but we are doing something so if you're not if you're not paying attention from that deep internal space i don't think even if you have a lot of attention i don't think you will access it yeah so i think it's be. both attention and also the depth of it yeah and where where are you where are you paying attention from yeah. maybe that's what i'm trying to say
0: yeah i think what is that whole saying uh, where uh where your thoughts go or where attention goes prana flows or energy flows so that same that same thing right uh, yeah what are we i guess also what are we choosing to pay attention i mean i think at some point we are so good that we get to pay attention to everything but um and then some days i know it's hard to just pay attention at all um and then the days that i sometimes have an focus like a person like an intentional focus on one specific thing so maybe i let go of the rest or I don't see the rest because perhaps I'm too closed on focusing on another aspect that I've set my for myself. Yeah, of
1: course. And and that's nice because it keeps the, the, the the practice interesting. And sometimes we need to, you know, put some things aside in order to focus on other aspects.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But, but that being said, I think it, it's nice to be able to practice from a place where you can, yeah, where you can dig into this stuff. I know I've had practices where that has been my intention to only focus on the yeah the subtle, really subtle aspects of practice to soften everything else so that I can have a more, yeah, a deeper internal listening, let's say.
1: And it's tricky, and this is where it gets really sticky, because in a way the let's call it the physical body and the subtle body is not that they're separate together yeah. they are um how do you say interwoven yeah. with 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 one another, so you kind of need to go through the physical in order to access this, and that's why yeah. we have. Practices like the bandhas or focusing yeah. on the plumb line that we really help you to access these more subtle aspects. Yeah. So it's also a physical thing. Yeah. Without being a very strong physical thing. Yeah. And this is tricky.
0: I think it's just like you know when you're when you're learning to do something new, like even if it's a new motor skill, right? So learning a new asana or something, or learning to jump through, uh, to sit or back. To Chaturanga, whatever. Like those movements, those new movements are really in the beginning, like really gross, full of efforting movements, right? They're very externally physical. Yeah. And then once you start to get the movement, like the gross movement, you start to refine and refine and refine and refine. And I feel like practices that go into kind of staying in tune with the deep, internal, subtle body. Yeah, sometimes Like the physical practice, I don't know, I have this sometimes. Like I feel that sometimes the physical sensation then, like I have to soften everything and slow down in order to pay attention so that I can then later, I when I have that skill, then I can let that go and just... Practice as normal, right and and also, in those moments, feel those subtle things, even when I'm I have just as much input coming in on the gross scale. Do you know what I'm saying? It's like when um like when you're learning to meditate, people slow down their breath so that they can pay attention to their breath, yeah, even though you're supposed to technically, right? just follow your natural breathing, but we all generally have the tendency to then slow down our breath and bring it into control as we're learning to pay attention yeah it's kind of the same the same thing i mean it's true in the beginning
1: you always need to put like a lot of extra effort into the physical thing and then gradually soften yeah and with this slowing down definitely i mean people find it a lot harder to pay attention when you're moving slowly than oh, yeah. when you're just rushing through of course well i think that's kind of common
0: isn't it that it's it's easier to pay attention when you're no no slowly? it's more challenging Oh, i find it the opposite so.
1: uh, well or maybe i think it depends again how your yeah. subtle body is doing yeah. i think it's I think it's important to kind of be open to all kinds. And because, of course, depending on how you're
0: feeling. Yeah. um, Yeah. I don't know. What is your experience with practice and, uh, I don't know, tuning into the subtle body?
1: I think for me, it was kind of both. I have that, these moments where I'm like, whoa, why do I feel like this? Yeah. And actually, this is why I wanted to take a teacher training, because I wanted mm-hmm. to understand why I felt different after doing yoga class and not after going to the gym and doing something. Yeah. But I don't think I understood that was my subtle body. I just, I was wondering that. Um So I have those glimpses, but I never really put it together that it was through focusing on the breath and that the breath was the vehicle for this. But I definitely remember when the breath started to developing, then I, I had like a quicker access to that. And yeah. Yeah. And I don't know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) This is going to be a very interesting episode to edit. (laughs)
0: but that cat is so cute that's laying on your dress i know yeah i don't know i mean i know uh like for instance when i do postures in like third series or i do some postures in second series it's the ones that just are so intense and hard and then after you've done the posture and then you uh, take some extra breaths in <laughs> downward dog and go to the next posture like this morning when we were after we were practicing I was uh after every posture before going into the next posture I know I get that same that same sensation of like like prana rising like I don't get that all the time but this feeling of like like there is energy in my body, even though I am exhausted, like I slept terribly, but still you can feel the work, those subtle aspects, right? Yeah. You are very aware of, okay, I'm breathing and there's, yeah, there's this stuff happening
1: inside stuff of me. There's stuff moving, yeah. I think once you get to second series, it's even more evident. Yeah. Because it really accesses that in a very powerful way,
0: yeah,
1: and then it also becomes yeah, you can you can really feel it not just on your subtle body but yeah. uh, also your emotional and psychological more aspects of yourself
0: yeah I was in in primary series, I generally feel it like uh around Buja pidasana, Kurmasana. So.
1: Yeah, I was, I was just about to say, and, and, and the way that, for example, Manju or Nancy, mm. and I know a few of those uh, teachers from that time teach the primary series is very energetically based yeah. with a rounded spine and the yeah. points of contact between the head and the legs and, yeah. and really more about kind of like drawing back and really drawing the breath from the center outwards. So, yeah, indeed, even though it's in a different aspect, the primary series has also a lot yeah. of moments when you're really, uh, you can get really in contact with this. Yeah. Yeah. With all the forward folds and yeah. with the Garbapindasana and yeah. the Krumasanas, indeed.
0: Yeah. yeah, it's like you're trying to push prana into your into your center.
1: Yeah, yeah. And um another thing that I found very useful is I think we mentioned this on the last episode is to tap into the plumb line of the body yeah. and really focus on the deep center.
0: Yeah.
1: Which I think it's a really nice way to kind of uh, tell for yourself or if you're a teacher out there and you want to kind of help your students to tap into this is the amount of effort that is in the physical body yeah. and how much is Really running on energy yeah. and prana, yeah it's kind of like you want the everything to really come from the deep center yeah. and everything outside to soften a lot more
0: yeah.
1: and ride from that center. yeah and often, like you said before, when we, especially when we're learning something, we operate from the outside, outside. super hard, yeah. and inside is kind of yeah. floppy.
0: Yeah, you can definitely see that in the way that people practice, people who are more tapped into yeah. the the internal form. Yes. And those who are working from the external form.
1: Yeah. yeah. And and of course, uh, you know, it takes some time and not every day you are there. Yeah. But I think if you kind of try to move and breathe from that place, yeah. then you're already halfway there. Yeah. Than if you're not. Yeah. And you can really see also when people yeah are over-efforting or using a lot of muscle energy, and you can also tell because people also tell you how tired they are. Yeah, I and mean, then he's like, yeah, I'm not surprised. <laughs> but
0: it's also not only that. It's uh, what does that say?
1: No, he's not. Okay. okay.
0: I think it's that in combination with if if you then are somebody working from your external body, I think you can really pay attention to this if you follow your breath. Your breath tells yeah. you what you are doing and where, where you're, you're going from yeah. and
1: where you're going, yeah. But again, uh, you yeah. also need to make sure that your breath is coming from that place. Yeah. Because you can also just breathe really superficially. Yeah. And then you kind of are only stuck on the outer layer. Yeah. In the uh, in the food layer. Yeah. So... Yeah, it's interesting, and and I love kind of talking about these things with students. And sometimes I'm like, probably they really don't understand what I'm saying, but it's hard. It, it, it's hard to, well, all of these yogic uh, practices are hard just to explain them, right? It's yeah. like everybody needs to feel them in their own practice and their own body.
0: Yeah, I think too because a lot of times we are so hung up on external form that we feel like. Okay, but then if I focus or I soften on something, then I have to give up this thing. This thing. I yeah. have to give up the shape that I'm making. And it's like, yeah, well, yeah. make the shape from the inside.
1: Yeah, and then be open to the shape from the inside. Maybe it's yeah. going to make you a lot happier than the outside oh, yeah. shape, right? Yeah. Yeah. But then again, yeah, if you don't give enough energy to the outside then you cannot really get to the inside. Get to the
0: ins- I know. We're so uh,
1: sorry. I don't know if you're going to understand any of these. We're like talking riddles, but... It is a riddle. It Mercedes. is a riddle, exactly.
0: <laughs> but I think what is important is what you said and what we said, I think, in the last uh, the episode about bandas is that it is uh, the process of uncovering, of peeling the onion. It is the process of peeling yeah. back all of the... Layers and when we function in life with a huge, um, a set of armor. Yeah, and most of us have that armor like situated on our shoulders and around our neck. Yeah, and our chest. If we try to not function so much from that bit of, yeah, battle. Battle ready. Yeah, uh, or from the head. Yeah, combat gear. Yeah, or from the head. Then, yeah, then we can get so much more out of the practice. What are you doing with your subtle body, <laughs> little guy? Oh,
1: they—they they are in their bliss body all the time.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, to be a cat! I was holding Biku in my arms earlier. <laughs>
1: sweetie pie look at oh i just want to put this pause in my mouth i know so maybe to go back to the breath if you are like what the hell is the, are these girls talking about <laughs> <laughs> maybe let's let's think of a few nice little points of focus for people to try out in their practice what do you think what what are okay what are what are like the things that you focus on in order to access these deeper, more subtle layers?
0: Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I do weird stuff though. Like I focus on, yeah, the roof of my mouth. Yeah. Um, and I focus on my bandas. All with the breath going. I mean, that is just uh, I think th- those are really the things that I, bring me into more of the yeah, this central channel idea. I mean, you're talking about the plumb line, but then on the energetic, like the energetic plumb line.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: That, it's, that is, and all the points on that plumb line.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The roof of the mouth is a really nice access point.
0: Especially, I think that's a very good
1: point for the over-efforting
0: yeah.
1: people. So if you know that you muscle your way through the practice, then that's that's a good little point to soften and then kind of everything kind of follows.
0: Yeah.
1: I think another nice one is to like expansion. Yeah. So because, of course, you can breathe in whatever way, but like we were talking in the other episode is be aware of how you expand your breath out
0: Yeah.
1: upwards and outwards. Yeah. So when I feel like my breath is stuck and I cannot really access on this, I think of horizontal breathing mm. and that of kind of gets me out of it. Yeah. So that's one that I use and yeah, the plumb line. So again, moving from the center as opposed to moving from the limbs.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and yeah, just the quality of the breath and the rhythm of the breath is another yeah. very, very important one. Because I feel like if you are not honoring, on, really honoring the rhythm of the breath,
0: yeah.
1: it's a little bit like the bike. If you don't go fast enough, then the light is not going to turn on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. A little like that. Yeah. Or at least to keep a, a
0: steadiness with yeah. it, right? I think, too, the constant stopping. It's like the the only accessing your breath when you're in the state of the posture as opposed to all the time. Always. And then see what happens with your single body. This is is
1: another super important point. Absolutely. Because exactly, otherwise you're coming in and coming out, coming in. This is why I know it's hard, but it's worth... It's really, really, really worth it to spend time really looking at how many extra breaths you're yeah. taking, why you're taking them, all the silly things that we all do,
0: yeah.
1: which are bullshit. We don't need to do yeah, it yeah. like fixing your shirt, fixing your hair, looking at your feet when you're gonna do kapotasana, cleaning which, you your know.
0: mats, picking things off your mats.
1: Oh my god! Or looking at your picking your toes in paschimottanasana. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I think this is also an attention, uh, thing, yeah, but
1: yeah, yeah. That is more, that is more of an attention thing, but, I think, but indeed it yeah. will pull you away from this deeper experience. Yeah.
0: But I think not only, not only what you're saying is pay attention to how many extra breaths you're taking. I think more importantly than that, pay attention to where you step out of yeah. the rhythm Yeah, exactly where you're stepping out of
1: the rhythm. Because
0: I think I have said to new students and some new students who are building up their endurance and their ability have to take extra breaths. Of course. So I've always, I always, like I said to a new student, take extra breaths, but stay in the same rhythm. So even if you do take an extra breath, make sure it's the same type of breath as you just took before because sometimes we sneak in an extra breath and it's like a we're breathing slow and steady or slow steady and deep and then all of a sudden we realize we need to take our extra breath and it's like yeah and, and a little break um so yeah to it's like you have a metronome playing ticking in the background, keeping you on this rhythm, even if there is a time when you need to take an extra break, extra breath, like in those down dogs in between (laughs) postures sometimes. I know I do it too. I try not to, but I'm fully aware of where they are.
1: (laughs) But but that's fine because if if you are aware of it, then you work in slowly removing those like anything. But this is also why it's so valuable, especially to all ashtangis out there, you do take the lead class once a week yeah. because this is really working on the aspect of carrying the power and the energy of the vinyasa and the breath yeah. together.
0: Yeah.
1: Right. Cause yeah, you need the, the rhythm and the dynamism of the vinyasa to really have the impact on the breath.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. And of course, yeah, it's hard and it's also yeah. very confronting.
0: Yeah.
1: I think, Sometimes it just gets a little bit too much, and uh yeah, and' scary, but it's worth it,
0: yeah,
1: and then what other you know another interesting access point for me are the feet, oh yeah, hmm. like the way that I work with the feet in especially in seated postures, oh
0: yeah okay
1: i uh you know if over flexing oh, okay, or, yeah. or yeah, if it's over flexing or well, now I just use my feet normally, but I remember yeah. like, you know, getting a relationship with my feet and understanding, at least in my body, mm-hmm. that the feet are directly uh, related to, again, the bandhas and the plumb line and, yeah. and the movement of, you know, prana in the body. So the way you work with your feet will also have, well, kind of support these uh
0: yeah that's a great one i these know, more stuff. it's always something i check in seated postures but i i guess i haven't like st- stood still by it how do you say that in english <laughs> that's not think a direct translation from dutch uh yeah that you just uh pause to really pay attention uh it's one of those things that i'm like okay what are my feet doing or you know one of those things you go through your body but i like that one yeah definite and it definitely makes a difference grounding the heels the sit bones like connecting exactly. to the earth yeah. especially grounding the heels yeah it's like no
1: your heel shouldn't be up even if you have you know a little bit of a sway back. like really ground and yeah and, and let this energy move through and then when i met manju and nancy i was like oh this makes so much sense yeah. because then you like if you're in a Paschimottanasana, you ground your heels, yeah. you draw back into yeah. your body and through the back struggle, body. Yeah. And then the head touches yeah. the leg, wherever it is. And, and, and you keep that moving. You're making like a big mudra with your body. Exactly. And, and then I was like, Oh, yeah. So that's, that's another little point because sometimes yeah. you just don't really, you cannot really access so easily to these. Subtle body, and then you kind of need to focus in these gateways to help mm-hmm. you with it. Definitely. That's a
0: great one. What else, Mercedes? What else? Oh.
1: Another. I think my favorite posture to feel this actually is <laughs> <It's> shavasana. <clears throat> oh yeah, definitely. No, but to me it's ekam. Yeah,
0: lifting, you love the, ekam.
1: lifting the arms up and grounding down. I think that's mm, my moment. Yeah. That's your moment. (laughs) And then it all goes, no.
0: I feel like my moment is down dog. Um, Yeah.
1: um, Yeah, that's another good one.
0: Where I feel, yeah, the earth and this expansion into the space around me. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, well, it's so funny. If it would be for me, I mean, I would only practice sun salutations for the rest of my life. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Because I really... I love it. I think everything we need, it's there. It's like this beautiful multivitamin.
0: I think it's missing one thing that we all need in our spine, but uh, for the most part. Would you
1: mean extension? No, side bending. Oh, side bending. Okay. I was like, yeah, because without the dog and stuff. Right.
0: Yeah, side bending. Okay. So side bending, and there's also no rotation but yeah <laughs> but you're you're fine
1: with it you're fine with it no I, I always have to laugh because you know they say like, oh, people are really attracted to Ashtanga these kind of like go-getters <laughs> and I'm like no man I'm totally fine just doing this little <laughs> I mean I do it because yeah. I know it's good and of course it's a lot of fun and I need material to teach so yeah. I gotta keep developing but I'm happy with the sun salutations.
0: (laughs) That's great. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. They really get your, the engine. Yeah, exactly. They get the
1: engine running.
0: All right. Well, I think that was
1: confusing enough.
0: (laughs) I think
1: think that's a good idea. Before we confuse you anymore, we're going to let you go now, but we have some nice episodes. Uh, coming up so please do stay tuned if you have any questions any comments let us know and please if you have a moment to spare leave us a review or you can just click a few stars for us we really appreciate
0: it you can always contact us uh, send us um, questions answers <laughs> yeah, comments ideas whatever we'd love to hear from you you can drop us a line at info at the Onion Peelers. Donna, no. Please be the first one because we. I don't think we've been. We're we still waiting. We're still waiting
1: for that email. email. I mean, I I've sent you an email on yeah. that, but that's it. Yeah. <laughs> All right, everybody, take care. Thank you again for listening. Be well. Be happy. Be safe. This is Mercedes.
0: And this is Lana. Until next time. Bye. Bye.